For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? Um, let's face it, that was uh, not <laughs> a great game for the Montreal Canadiens. Not a great game. You may ask yourself, why is, is Matt talking so low all of a sudden? Uh, it's because I actually went to the game. Uh, on, I don't know why, but um, I went to the game. So all my kids and my girlfriend, are they're, they're all sleeping. So I'm, I'm trying to be as quiet as possible so I can record this uh, without bothering anybody. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake and um, that was a <laughs> that was terrible. It was terrible. The Colorado Avalanche played the night before against the Toronto Maple Leafs and got hammered. 8-3, to three, I think, was the final score of that game. And if you were watching the game between the Habs and the Avalanche, you would have a very hard time convincing anyone who didn't already know that the Habs weren't the team that played the night before and got destroyed. I mean, they, they looked like the far more tired team. They looked terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do a, a recap. Number one, because I don't want to start yelling and wake everybody up in my house. Number two, um, look at the way the game went, right? The Avalanche opened up the scoring shorthanded, uh, which was basically expected. Everybody in the building, including myself. I turned to my buddy after the first power play, and I was like, we're going to get scored on. They're going to score a shorthanded goal. That's how bad the Habs looked on the power play. It was so obvious. Uh, And sure enough, the... Avalanche opened the scoring on a shorthanded goal. The Habs got it back. Ben Sherratt uh, eventually did get one and even the score up at one, uh, which oddly enough was on the power play. And I don't even want to give them credit for the fact that they scored a power play goal, but they did. Um, but then the Avalanche took over. They took over. Um, Kel McCarr scored. Andre Burakovsky scored. And Gabriel Landeskog got an empty netter. And that was it. It was, it literally looked like if, if you didn't know what happened the night before, if you had no idea, if you just showed up to that rink and had no clue who played the night before, who didn't, um, who was missing, nothing, right? 
You know nothing about the injuries. You just showed up and you watched that game. If at the end of that game somebody came to you and said, hey, which of those two teams do you think played last night and lost 8-3? to Nine out of ten people would have said the Canadians. Nine out of ten. I'm, I'm sure of it. Maybe even ten out of ten. I mean, I guess it depends which ten you pick. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. You know, what struck me the most about this game was honestly the complete apathy in the crowd. Like, I, my, my, one of my best friends, uh, he's, his dad works for this company that has season tickets, and sometimes he gets them, and they're really good seats. They're down in the Reds uh, in the far corner where the Habs are, where Jake Allen was two times, right? The first and the third period, Jake Allen is down there. Um, so really good seats, really good spot. It, it's the best building in hockey to go to when things are going well. But this was the most apathetic Bell Center I've ever been in. It was sad. Uh, people were not really that excited for that game. The most excited people, the most amped up people that you ran into anywhere were Avalanche fans. People wearing Sackick jerseys and stuff. Uh, a lot of these people, you know, some of them are former Nordiques fans uh, that maybe lend themselves to the Habs on occasion, but obviously Avalanche come into town and uh, they put on their Nordiques jerseys and they have a fun time. Um, Honestly, they were the most excited people for that particular game. They knew this was a winnable game for them, and they're struggling too. They're, they were third last in their division going into this game. And the Habs <laughs> offered zero resistance. You know, you'd think one night after getting shelled 8-3 to three, that you, you might have a tough game against whoever. It doesn't matter who you play. But... I guess it does. It matters who you play because if you're playing the Montreal Canadiens, they have very little to offer. Very little. Someone threw a Habs jersey on the ice during that game. I don't know if it's going to make uh, the TV rounds or not, but someone threw a jersey on the ice, and Nick Suzuki apparently said he thought that the jersey was one of his. Uh, I didn't actually see it. They obviously got it off the ice before I even got a chance to see where it came from, but I kid you not when I say I was talking to my buddy and legitimately considering throwing my own jersey on the ice just to try and like send a message you know just to try and be a part of some kind of message that like listen firing Marc Bergevin is was good hiring Jeff Gordon was good going in a new direction is good but there's still there's still significant problems right just doing that is not enough uh, they need to do more they, they need to do more um, and I think everybody knows where I would go with that. I would go in the direction of coaching, but uh, I don't want to make this episode about that, right? I've done it enough, and I'm probably going to do it again. I'm probably going to do it multiple times until they actually make a change on that front. But it was just honestly kind of a sad game to go to. Just sad. I mean, um, I do want to get the silver lining of the night out of the way. Uh, I think that's important. Like I said, I'm going to do it every single game, no matter how bad things get. And silver lining for this game, uh, it's got to be Jake Allen, right? I can't think of anybody else that's deserving. Ben Sherratt did score on the power play, so, you know, boosting his trade value. But Jake Allen played great. He he gave his team a chance. As listless as they came out in this game, uh, he made sure that they had an opportunity uh, to win it, right, and, until the end. He kept them in it. They got outshot 13-4 to in the first period, 
Like it could have been out of hand in that period. But he kept them in it, you know? They had an opportunity. Ben Sherratt scored a power play goal and tied things up. Like they were in that game because of Jake Allen. And I honestly mentioned um, Ben Sherratt's trade value. I wonder, is the most valuable trade chip that the Habs have right now, is it Jake Allen? It might be Jake Allen. There's a few teams that are like, you know, pushing for the playoffs. Like, I don't think you could necessarily trade him to like a legitimate contender, right? Most contenders already know who they want to run in net and they're okay with it. But some of those teams that are pushing to get into the playoffs and maybe want to compete but don't necessarily have that edge, they might pay a legitimate premium to get a goaltender like Jake Allen. He does have one more year on his contract, um, which, you know, depending on the team that you trade him to, could be an issue. But just look at his body of work. Look at it. I mean, he's clearly capable of being a starting goaltender uh, in the NHL. You, you look at just that game against the Avalanche, you know, 13 shots in the first period. I honestly, by my count, and this was just me, right? I'm not looking at natural stat trick for this one. I counted uh, five what I would consider high-quality shots. So those would have a, a better chance of being or becoming a goal than most. And he stopped everything that came his way. He was great. Like, you, you lose 4-1, and normally you wouldn't be able to say your goal is great. But with these Montreal Canadiens, man, uh, you know, you could lose 5-1, and your goalie could still play a great game. Um, I, I really wonder, is he the number one trade piece for the Montreal Canadiens right now? Jeff Corton's coming in. Um, they still haven't named a general manager, but I got to think they're going to be getting some offers for him. I don't know from who. I'm, I'm just spitballing a little bit here, but I think... Some of those teams that are pushing to get into the playoffs and try to improve their position and that need a bit of an edge to do anything in the playoffs, I think they'll they'll pay a premium. And the Habs might cash in big time uh, on Jake Allen with the way he's playing right now. I don't know. I do know, and I hate to go back to this, but I do know that that building uh, in the Bell Center was not a sellout. No way. Um, not even close. So... Now we're getting to a point where, you know, as I had talked about in previous episodes when I was demanding or not demanding, um, suggesting lightly that they fire Marc Bergevin, if it starts to affect Molson's bottom line, that's when he's going to act. And I wonder, you know, is it starting to affect his bottom line? They've been offering tickets at discounts. Um, the tickets that I got are, were in the reds. So those particular tickets, again, they weren't, we didn't have to pay for them. But people who do pay to be in those spots, they pay a premium no matter what. But the Habs are offering discounts right now on their seats. Um, I don't know if the Reds are really included in that, but definitely some of the upper bowls are including significant discounts. And they never do that, right? Normally, you know, if you want to get a discount, you just got to get lucky that somebody doesn't need their tickets and they're willing to sell them for a little bit lower. They're offering discounts through their website and shit to try and entice people to come to the games because they're not getting full crowds. Uh, and maybe COVID has something to do with that. But realistically, you know, it's probably got more to do with the product on the ice than it does with uh, a pandemic that's gradually going away if it ever goes away. I don't know. All, all I can tell you is, you know, I, I go to the Bell Center with the same energy every time I go. Right, I'm I'm hyped up and I, I want to win. And normally, 
the energy that you get back from that building that you get from the other people that are in that building with you is the same thing. Uh, I didn't get that at all. At all. It was apathetic and the product on the ice was as apathetic uh, as the crowd was, you know. This hopefully is going to turn around under Jeff Gordon. So uh, we'll see. Um, that's I'm going to end it there because I, I really don't have any... I don't have anything else positive to say. Jay Gallen played great. Uh, ben Sherratt scored. So, you know, two different guys who have significant trade value for the Montreal Canadiens. They, their stock appears to be on the rise. So take from that what you will. Um, could be great news uh, come trade deadline. Um, I'm ending it there. Uh, we're running just over 12 minutes. So, soirée pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien. Thank you to everybody for listening. I appreciate you very much. We are on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Um, as always, we will be back with another episode. We're not quitting. Don't care how bad it gets. and we'll keep this thing going. Uh, so thank you again. I appreciate you all. And as always, have a good show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.